Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Giese, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, our first podcast of 2024. And it's our weekly uh, talk with uh, Union Men's Head Hockey Coach Josh Halge. And Josh, we're going to be in the now stretch of here every week, no uh, weeks and weekends off, so it's kind of fun. Yeah, this is the best time of the year. They, uh, you know, you get the playoff push, and you know, it's all it's all league play the rest of the way out. Well, first of all, let me ask you, how was the Christmas break for you? It, it was good. I got to spend some time in Minnesota and, uh, you know, with, with family. Uh, also got to get out and recruit for about 10 days, so that was good, and I enjoy recruiting. I saw your wife posted some pictures of you guys at the uh, Minnesota Wild game. <laughs> yeah, try to, uh, you know, do a game a year for the boys, one NHL game, and that uh, we like kind of doing experiences for Christmas presents instead of buying them, you know, toys. That's good. Well, let's look back at uh, last Saturday's game at Bentley. It was the uh, Garner Chargers' first game since the December 9th, and the team got off to a slow start with just four shots on goal in the opening period in 13 through two periods, and Bentley had a 3-0 lead thanks to a natural hat-trick by Ethan Lay. Uh, what would you attribute the slow start to? Well, I, I think, you know, you got to give Bentley credit. I thought they they took it right to us. They played with great structure and detail, and, um, you know, I, I thought, like, we played a little bit like we were coming off of Christmas break and just not as dialed in, and... Um, you know, I, I thought the third period we responded, but the first two periods weren't good enough to win. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned uh, or you mentioned the third period. You came back in that third period. Chad Smedrud and Josh Nixon scored early in the period, and then uh, Ben Tupker tied it with 6.07 left in regulation. So how good was it to see them battle back the way they did? Yeah, I, I was proud of the effort in the third period, and that's that's how we have to play if we want to be successful. we got to have great detail to our game. we got to be connected. Um, and I thought guys were just hungry for the puck. We were winning one-on-one battles. Uh, in the first 40 minutes, we weren't winning them. Yeah. Well, Union had a great opportunity to win the game late. Uh, you got a power play with 139 left in regulation, and that power play carried over into overtime, unfortunately, for Union. Uh, uh, the team didn't score, and then Bentley wins it on a Nick Armstrong-Kincaid goal at 2-11. So how disappointing was that? And you have a chance to win there and it can't come through on the power play. Yeah, I, I think it was a you know a weird game for us and in, in the fact that we usually out-special teams our opponent. Um, you know, our power play wasn't able to get one, and we gave one up on the penalty kill. So... Um, disappointing for us that way and then you know you look at overtime we had a you know Nate Hanley gets a breakaway we don't finish it um, you know typically if you know he, he's a guy that we want to you know have the puck on his stick and you know I, I'm real confident the next breakaway he gets it'll be in the back of the net so um, some things happen that normally don't but um, you know it, it's for us we didn't deserve to win the game we didn't play well enough in the first 40 minutes and you know we got the outcome that we deserved yeah the one problem with that game on Saturday is I was not able to watch it because it's on flow hockey and flow hockey doesn't offer a, a daily uh, subscription you have to either buy a monthly or, or a yearly package and I wasn't so I'm sort of relying on live stats at that point so that you know so but um, yeah what are you gonna do yeah I apologize to anybody about that one day one I hopefully the third period at least you know the, the guys had a great effort there and I know we'll be ready to go here on Friday. Yeah, you mentioned in your media availability on Tuesday that the flu is running through the locker room. I mean, how does that, how does that, uh, uh, that affect the preparation for a game? It's a, you know, it's a little bit different. I mean, you got you know guys kind of in and out. You got guys that are you know not at every practice. Um, you know, our our equipment manager even was you know uh, bags was sick and you know he wasn't able to make the trip. So just little things like that where you know things are you know he does such an amazing job taking care of our guys. He's not there. You got you know guys missing drills or missing shifts. Guys you know in the period saying they don't know if they can 
you know, if they're ready for their next shift. So it's it's difficult. You're coming back off a break. Um, there's no excuse. If you put the jersey on, you got to be ready to go. Yeah. Well, let's look ahead to this weekend, which starts the home stretch of ECAC hockey action with 16 of the team's final 17 regular season games being conference games. And it starts this weekend at Mesa Rink with Brown on Friday and Yale on Saturday. So how excited are you to get back to conference play? Well, I think everything we've been building to has been building to this. And, you know, for us, we got to, you know, we got to get points at home. We got to get, you uh, you know, conference points, and this is a great opportunity for us to climb in the standings. Well, Union's in a three-way tie for seventh place with uh, Brown and St. Lawrence. Just three points out of that final first-round uh, buy slot for the tournament. Uh, Cornell and Colgate are tied for that spot, and Colgate has a couple of non-conference games this weekend in Maine while Cornell is off. So how nice would it be by the end of the weekend to be in the top four? Yeah, I mean, for us, that's not a spot we've been in in, in my time, and, um, you know, I think that that's where we're striving to be, and um, we got these games in hand, and we got to make the most of them. So this is a huge opportunity for us as a team, us as a program, and you know we're hoping to take a big step. Josh Alger joining us here on the uh, Parting Shots podcast. Brown has always been a team in the years I've covered Union. They've always been a pesky team, no matter how good Union's been, how you know, tough, tough, tough sometimes Union's had some seasons. But why is the, a Brown like that? Why do they give a team like Union fits? Well, I, I think that they have a you know good skill set. They got you know some young players that really can make plays. They've they always typically have you know um, a couple guys that have the ability to finish um, you know they you know as, as far back as I can remember they've always had you know at least one line that's as good as any line in you know in the conference and I think they have that again this year um, they typically get pretty good goaltending so um, they're they're a hard opponent to get up for and in, in the sense that like you just don't know what you're going to get all the time and they're they're uh, they're 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 coached they coached uh, a team that plays really hard, so it, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, Brown's coming off of a couple of weekend losses uh, last weekend against Merrimack and Providence. They've lost three state, uh, three straight. What have you seen on tape with Brown so far this season? Well, you know, they, again, like their their top line is is pretty scary. Um, you know, it's 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 three guys that can make plays. Um, they're a little bit younger on the D core than they were. Like they've been pretty veteran the last two years, so it's a it's a bit younger of a D group. But um, they're playing with a ton of energy. They're playing they're playing well and. Um, they're going to be a tough op- opposition. Yeah. And then Yale comes in on Saturday, another team that's always tough to play. Uh, what do you know about the this year's edition of the Bulldogs? Well, again, I think they're they're an upgraded team from what they were last year, and um, I, I think they're they're always really structured. They they're you know if you if you get goals like against them, like you can have success, but it's difficult to do that because they're just they're so structured and so detailed the way they play. Um, you know they, they don't give you anything for free, and um, some of their young guys that you know didn't score last year are starting to score. So it's it's a much improved group. Yeah, not only is uh, Union home this weekend, they'll be home uh, next weekend as Clarkson and St. Lawrence come to town. So twelve points are on the line for the next two weekends. I mean, how big is it to take care of business at home? Yeah, we got these games in hand, and you know, and they're at home. So for us to you know be able to get out and and, and get a good start here, and you know, get some conference points, you know. It, it would be huge. So for us, um, you know, we can't worry about getting all twelve. We got to focus on Friday, getting the first three, and um, you know, then go from there. But it, it, this is an important stretch for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, while I was at the Wednesday news conference introducing new Union football head coach uh, John Drock, uh, Union athletic director Jim McLaughlin gave me a scoop that the school is going to be celebrating the ten-year uh, anniversary of the twenty fourteen NCAA title team once uh, on February twenty third during the game against Harvard and then the weekend of July 19th. So how much fun will that be? Well, I, th- I think for us, this is something that, you know, we're really excited about is to get this group back. It's uh, such an important part of our history and, you know, what we're, you know, all about. Um, you know, we show videos of, of that team and talk about the culture they had as as we're trying to build it 
you know, to a, to that program. So for some of us to, you know, be able to meet those guys and get them back and really honor them, it's, it's an exciting time. And, uh, just looking forward to, you know, those guys getting back and having fun together. Yeah, no, it's only been 10 years, it's been 10 years, but how important is that tool to use in recruiting? It's, you know, it's something we talk about to every recruit, you know, the fact that you, you know, there's been a national championship at Union and you can win here. And, um, you know, we just have to look to that group and how they did it. And, uh, you know, a lot of what we do is, is, is talk about, you know, you know, that culture that that group had. And, you know, every visit we have, we stop by that trophy case and, and show that off and, and brag about that group. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because that trophy case is, you <laughs> can't miss it there in the lobby. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's it's right at the forefront. And um, it's it's pretty amazing what they did there and with, with that group. And, you know, just kind of hearing some of the stories, it's uh, it, it's something that we can really be proud of. Yeah. Uh, some news came out during uh, the Christmas break that uh, the, the uh, Mohawk Harbor Arena project is uh, one step closer to reality. The city's given approval. Um, how important is that uh, in seeing maybe, you know, maybe shovels in the ground soon? Well, I think, you know, it's it's one thing to be, show, you know, show recruits images and, you know, and drawings and, and but it's another to, you know, actually see, you know, a hole in the ground or steel, steel being put up. And um, I think for us to, um, we're really excited about our current recruiting class and where and where we're at, but, you know, just to build in the future, it'll go a long way. And I, I think you can get, you know, um, another level of, of athlete and, and just, you know, really, you know, hit the ground running with that and just giving our guys more um you know, amenities, is it's going to be huge for the program. Yeah. Well, the National Collegiate Hockey Conference uh, recently announced that starting in 2026, it's postseason tournament. It's going to be held on campus sites. Is there any word if the uh, ECACH is considering something like that? You know, I, I don't think at this time that's, you know, our route we're, we're going, but I do think, you know, it, it could be something that, you know, we start to look at. Um, you know, Lake Placid's been a good home for, for the conference, and um, it's, you know, pretty well attended. But, you know, if, if it ever comes where, you know, there people aren't supporting it and not going there, I think that's when you, you start looking at different options. Um, with the proximity of the league, I think it is, um, you know, a spot that everybody can get to, and it's, you know, you know relatively, you know, in the middle or at least gives everybody a, you know, a, sh- a shorter drive. Yeah, I think they're best of three formats, which I think a lot of the coaches like to go back to in that first round of the uh, tournament. Is there any word about that? I mean, that that's definitely a you know a point of contention and something that's brought up at every you know um, meeting. Um, I, I think it's something that you know if it if it makes financial sense for the league that the coaches definitely you know would like to go to. But um, again, that's kind of out of our hands. But it you know um, you know the, the new commissioner has definitely made it a point to um, you know. Take a look at all options. Yeah, I've never understood that. I mean, I can understand the financial aspect, but if all 12 coaches in this conference didn't like the change, they don't voted against it, and yet still it was rammed through, it just, just seems, why why do this? I mean, I, mean, I know Ron Fogarty, after he beat you guys in that first-round game, he said he still hated the format. Yeah, it's 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 different, and you know it's um, you know it's we've kind of had a little bit of a you know some switching on how the format goes, and you just switch in conf- or you know you go from one to three to one. It's it's kind of different, but um, I, I think yeah, it comes down to dollars and cents. It comes down to um, you know what is best for the, the the conference as well as getting more teams in the NCAA tournament. I mean, last year we did get four. 
um, into the tournament. I don't know if we had a couple extra games, how that would, if that would have changed anything, but, um, you know, whatever gives our, our conference the best chance to get the most teams in the NCAA tournament is, is kind of what, you know, we need to be doing. Well, Josh, appreciate a few minutes and, uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you very much. That's Josh Halge. I'll have interviews with a uh, new union college football coach, John Drock on my next podcast, which will be, uh, posted on Thursday. I'll also have interviews with a member of the Union College men's and women's hockey teams. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schock. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.